This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. You are listening to Bloomberg Business Week. I'm Carol Masser. Jason Kelly, my co-host, is off this week. Well, the Impact Network is a privately owned African-American inspirational TV network, an audience of some 90 million in the United States. It airs on Dish, DirecTV, Comcast Infinity, and much, much more. Behind it all is Bishop, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson. He's the founder and CEO of the Impact Network, and Bishop Jackson joins us on the phone on this Wednesday from Detroit. Bishop Jackson, thank you so much for joining us on Bloomberg. Harold, thank you for having me. First of all, I want to ask you about the situation in Detroit having to deal with, I feel like, so much over the last five, six months here um, because of the virus, and then, of course, of the impact of what happened in Minneapolis. Let's talk about the virus. How are you guys doing? Well, in Detroit, we're doing well, but when you look at the overall view of African Americans around the country that's dealing with just COVID-19, you can see that the people of color are heavily impacted by uh, this virus when you talk about deaths and talk about hospitalization. And so uh, we are definitely uh, weathering the storm, and when you look at what's going on in the community, in the communities across the nation, the black and brown community, you, you see that the health care comes to uh, the type of health care that uh, those who are in the urban areas are getting, uh, opposed to the ones in the suburban areas, uh, is, is, is totally different. So all of that is a factor of what's happening uh, with the COVID-19 in our community. I have to say, I was talking up, uh, talking with a doctor this week uh, in one of the uptown hospitals here in New York City, too, and said, you know, because of our neighborhood, you know, we were overwhelmed. It was, uh, you know, a minority neighborhood, um, socioeconomically a poorer neighborhood, and they had tons and tons of cases. So what do we need to do to bring health care in the urban areas up to what we see in the suburban areas? Well, you can see that, first of all, uh, nutrition is a very uh, big factor of how, you know, the African-American community is impacted by this virus because when you don't have uh, the type of uh, national um, grocery chains in our in our community and you have liquor stores, you have marijuana stores, you have lottery stores and gas stations, when you don't have a place where you can even go get fresh uh, produce and the nutritional um, meats and, and have the... Uh, of the type of nutrition that they need to, to sustain. And then when you look at how it's going in the neighborhoods, you could see that going to fast food restaurants and eating fast foods and drinking uh, soda and not having the proper awareness of nutrition, that's what impact is all about. We are about making sure that we can educate our people, not only in the spiritual aspect, but also in the natural aspect. So on an impact, we are uh, dedicated as a voice in our community, not only to affect uh, Detroit, but again, as you said, we have 90 mil- million homes all around, uh, all around the country. Well, and I want to talk about that voice um, because you're right. That's an incredible platform uh, that can certainly impact so many, as you said, 90 million plus. But what I want to ask you to you talk about educating people. I feel like these concerns, these problems, these gaps, these inequalities that we've seen. Um, are not new to society. They're just being laid bare once again because of the virus, because of what happened in Minneapolis. So how do we really get change? How do we make sure that in those urban areas you can get fresh produce? I mean, I went to school uptown in New York City, and it was a little bit of a sketchy neighborhood at that point. But there were markets where I could, as a student, access fresh produce. But how do we make sure 
because as we know, healthcare became such a determination or determining factor when it came to the virus and how well you did. So how do we make sure essentially poorer neighborhoods have the same access to healthier eating options, that they can have better supermarkets and so on, that they can have, you know, community gardens? Yes, yeah, so you, you're correct about that, and that's that's going on too. Uh, we are uh, we have people who are setting up, and thank God for that. The community gardens where people can come in and actually uh, have organic vegetables and, and fruit that they can grow. It's it's a process. It's education. It, it is what it's all about. It, when you don't have the knowledge and the understanding of what's at your disposal, you know you you go at that which is wrong because ignorance that's what ignorance does. And when you have um, national chains, uh, grocery chains, that need to come into the city and be able to service the people, uh, I believe that that's going to take um, um, a community outcry of having them to uh, be uh, responsible in putting these um, these uh, supermarkets into the grocery store into our, our community. But again, like you said, we could start somewhere, and that's that's what's happening, and I'm glad you mentioned that. What about policy? What do you think about lawmakers, whether it's on a state level, whether it's on a city level, whether it's on the federal level? What can be done uh, in your perspective, policies to help out uh, and solve some of these gaps that are out there? Well, the policies, you know, what I believe, Carol, especially we've come into this new uh, um, presidential election that we've never seen before with the pandemic going going on, I believe that when we look at the different uh, areas that we focus on, when we're talking about building our military, which is great, also our infrastructure, which is great, I think we should have uh, a policy to help the African-American community where we have a uh, investment in lives. And I really believe that when we look at how uh, uh, African-Americans have been taken for granted when it comes to our vote, and now that we see uh, uh, President um, nominee uh, Joe Biden coming up now and picking a woman of color who's well, who's well qualified, I really believe that's going to bring a lot of energy. And uh, it's got to take people who really realize if you're not boots on the ground and don't know what's going on, then it's, it's not really a issue with you. But I really believe that as we begin to get people inside who can help with the policies and get it passed where we can really help the community, especially with health care, social justice, and um, our prison reform and things like that. One thing I want to ask you about when it comes to crises, Bishop Jackson, is, you know, I feel like Hurricane Katrina you know, taught us a lot about, again, the inequalities that are out there, especially when it comes to the black community in the United States. Um, What did we learn? What did the black community maybe, you know, get better prepared for perhaps when it comes to crises? I'm just curious about the impact. Well, you know that when that happened in 2005, that it it was a major impact on Mm -hmm. on that American community. And the, uh, when the levees broke, they are, you know, it, it, it went through all the different wards and, and, and killed people and also uh, uprooted them from their, their places. And when you even look at some of the past hurricanes that just happened uh, the past years, we could see that the African-American was uh, uh, affected by it and impacted by it in a negative way. And so when you look at what we learned by it, first of all, I feel that we as a community, and I speak, you know, from my perspective, that uh, we have to join together with our resources uh, to help in those, you know, nobody is uh, born or want to be in harm's way. 
You know, that's where the right. people was li- living, and that's what happened to them, the impact of that, of that hurricane. And so what we did from Detroit, we got busloads of people. We went down there, brought them back to Detroit, gave them jobs, put them in housing. And, and so we learned from that that we are resilient people, and we have to help each other, work with each other, and work with mankind as a whole. But I do wonder, you know, we're in a society where for years, especially when we talk about the inequalities in society, whether it's men versus women, whether it's whites versus blacks or, you know, people uh, of color in general, you know, people create focus groups, they create initiatives. And yet here we are and the inequalities and injustices still exist. What's the breakdown in the system? Why hasn't more change come about? Well, I really believe that some of it is ignorance when it comes to people who can make changes. This is my personal view, that it's ignorance or a lack of concern. Um, You know, these problems have been going on not just recently, but, you know, before you and I were even born. And I I just really believe that uh, there's a great awakening that's happening in our country with the Black Lives Matter, with the uh, death of George uh, Floyd. You could evidently you could see, you know, it's evident, you know, the way they choked the life out of him. And this is what's been going on, not just with uh, George Floyd, but you can we can sit here for an hour well, and name different ones. Well, well, and let me ask you, because I think we all thought or many people thought that, you know, the nation as a whole took a giant step forward when Barack Obama was elected president. And yet here we are. Yes. And, and else, you know, after hundreds of years of of slavery and being not, you know, able to vote. You know, African-Americans didn't even have the privilege of even getting a marriage license at one, one point mm. in time. So it's not, it's going to take more than eight years to correct the things that have been going on. And it's going to take a continual uh, effort from, you know, from the political side to the spiritual side to the uh, the business side. Well, and I want to talk about the business side. You run a network that reaches, you know, 90 million people in the United States. That's that has the power to be pretty influential. It's quite a platform. We see other media networks certainly using that platform to be persuasive when it comes to policies and ways of thinking in the country. So how how do you approach that with your network and what's your thinking when it comes to content creation and so on? Well, I, I believe that I have a great responsibility uh, because uh, before Impact Network was formed in 2010, there was no African-American uh, Christian or faith-based uh, television network in our nation. We have over 47 million uh, African-Americans in this country, and 70% of them uh, claim to be strong religious, uh, con- have strong religious conviction. And was, there was no voice out there. And so what we have done and what we are doing is educating the people. It, I feel it's a great responsibility uh, for us in 90 million homes. And as you said, there's a lot of influence uh, that we have when it comes to uh, the voices that we put on impact. We have uh, Jesse Jackson and also L. Sharpton. Uh, it, it, this is the only network to have two uh, icons, uh, civil rights icons, who are on every week talking about things like this that affects the, uh, the community and our right. Our effort is, okay, it's time to vote. Okay, it's, it, we, we want to not stand with a Republican or Democrat. We want to put the facts out to the people. What's best for the community? What's best uh, for us as a people? And so what we're doing is getting out impact 
uh, to vote, getting out the vote. Uh, we're, we're bringing on qualified people that's going to talk about the different issues that our community needs to hear and, and be able to respond to it. Hey, just quickly, just got about 30, 40 seconds. I am curious curious what the viewing trends have been, uh, the growth maybe, or what you've noticed since since the pandemic and the shutdown. And just got about 40 seconds here. Okay, real quickly, it has grown. We thought it was going to take a major hit, but it didn't because people were at home and people are looking for good family entertainment, good family viewing, and also their faith. Their faith has, you know, kicked in. A lot of times we know we run in and we don't think about our faith, but their faith has kicked in. And so impact has been a a pillar in a lot of these homes when it comes to uh, this COVID-19 and what we're going through, even with our economic uh, situation. Okay, we're going to leave it on that note. Great to get some time with you, and we wish you well. Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, he's founder and CEO of the Impact Impact Network, joining us on the phone from Detroit. And as I mentioned, they've got an audience of some 90 million in the U.S. and air on Dish, Comcast, Verizon, Fios, and so much more.